Why is the hiring process taking so long for the Denver Broncos? Longer than normal in some instances. Both Sarah Benninger, myself, we throw out some possibilities. We talk about some conspiracy theories, maybe for Broncos country. You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the south stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Locked On Network and Nine News. Thank you, Broncos country, for making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day. When you wake up, you make breakfast, you go to work, you work out. Turn on Lockdown Broncos every single day, and you can listen to us on your favorite audio podcasting platform. And you can watch us here on YouTube, Lockdown Broncos. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage all year long. Sarah, my friend, it is great to see you. We're almost kind of like in the witching hour of head coaching searches from around the NFL. There's various teams out there that have now made their GM hires. They're making progress on head coaching hires. I mean, obviously Jacksonville is one of those teams to watch there. Obviously, if you're a Jaguars fan, turn on Locked On Jaguars. My man Tony does a great job with that. But the Denver Broncos have yet to hire a new head coach. Three finalists do remain, and that's going to be the subject matter of today's episode of the show because this is everything that Broncos country is looking for before we focus on quarterback this offseason. It's getting things are ramping up, Cody. It, it kind of feels like you know the calm before the storm or something like that. You see these gen- these general manager hires are getting so much less fanfare than I feel like they they would otherwise. I mean, this off season already feels different than any previous to it that I remember covering, honestly. And maybe that's just a recency bias from me, Cody. But I can't remember two teams hiring a GM with less fan. And in fact, I'm forgetting the third team. We've had the Bears, the Giants, and uh, most recently, we had the Minnesota Vikings fill their GM spot. So there's been so little fanfare for any of these these hirings that it's kind of just like maybe it's the fact that none of them were GMs before. I don't know. But, man, it just feels like things are happening so quietly in the NFL right now, doesn't it? And nobody's hired a head coach as a time we're recording this. That's the craziest thing to me. It's nearly February. Nobody's hired a head coach yet. And I will I will kind of pose this question because everybody's asking, why is the hiring process taking longer than usual for the Denver Broncos and for these other teams? And, you know, Sarah, I kind of had to pinch myself and pull myself back a little bit and remind myself – we're not even at the Super Bowl yet. Like usually, I think this is an unprecedented offseason what we've seen so far. How many head coaching vacancies have opened up? How many GM vacancies have been there? Normally, we see this stuff happen after the Super Bowl. You know, the moves happen, but hiring moves don't necessarily happen officially for a lot of these teams until after the Super Bowl. I mean, we still have AFC, NFC Championship weekend this weekend, then the Super Bowl. I mean, we are, I, I think this is a very early stage, right? For all this chaos, usually we expect this for free agency, which is just around the corner as well, sir. So, I mean, there's so much to kind of, di- you know, digest here. Uh, you know, and as you mentioned, as the time of recording this, no head coaching hire has been made official for any team. And we're obviously keeping an eye on one candidate and he's got an interview in Chicago when we're recording this that is Dan Quinn who we all know on Sunday was announced was scheduled to have a second interview with the organization however no date has been ironed out as the Broncos have been trying to work around his schedule he's had a lot of meetings with the Giants and then obviously the Chicago Bears more recently so by the time this releases on your podcasting format the audio always releases later on in the video 
Dan Quinn, let's say he accepts the job in Chicago. That changes everything. So obviously we'll address that on another episode if that's the case here. So while we're recording, nothing yet has happened. But let's focus on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn continues to accept different interview opportunities with other teams. We talk about the Giants and the Bears. Sarah, is there something more to this? Because obviously the Denver Broncos, you know, we were all told, and the rumblings and everything on the tea leaves suggested that he was the favorite here for the Denver job. Yeah, and you know, you and I talked before we started recording today, Cody, about the fact that we think Dan Quinn may be the first domino that everybody's kind of waiting to fall. And in order to understand why, I think we need to look no further than dollars and cents, right? It's just like with free agency, you're waiting for all these other, remember last year and two years ago, we're waiting for all these other kind of minor quarterback moves to happen, but none of them, none of them were really moving or happening because we're all waiting for the bigger quarterback move to happen. And so until the big move happens, you don't see all the smaller moves happen because what is everybody looking for? Everybody's looking for what's the financials on this head coaching hire because we're going to look at the years, we're going to look at the price for this guy, and we're going to either try to come close agents and coaches all working together in conjunction on this this is a you know we're going to benefit from dan quinn type of thing i think from all these other head coach candidates and because dan quinn has so many teams after him what does that mean about the price for dan quinn cody it's Mm -hmm. going up it's going way up so here's my tinfoil hat theory buckle in with me for a second i'm going to give you all the abridged version because i know this is a timed deal here so okay so here's what i'm thinking (laughs) Dan Quinn and the Broncos had their initial interview, right? So they get their initial interview, they get together. And I, I'm not, I, I don't know any of this for a fact. I'm not an insider. I'm not a fly on the wall. I don't know any of this for a fact. So this is all hypothetical. So just stay with me here. They, they exchange some sort of financial, you know, details or whatever. And Quinn doesn't necessarily love it because, well, the Broncos don't have a quarterback and the ownership situations in flux. He, he would use anything that he could as, as some leverage. So, they leave the meeting. We know George Payton drives a hard bargain. So they leave the meeting together. The Broncos continue to interview candidates. And then over this past weekend, the divisional round of the playoffs, what happened? Two different candidates, Jonathan Gannon and Kevin O'Connell, are leaked as potential you know, dark horse candidates for the Broncos' job. And then the, the Monday after, finalists are announced, Dan Quinn being among those three finalists with Nathaniel Hackett and then obviously Kevin O'Connell. So what does Dan Quinn do? He schedules interviews with the New York Giants on Monday and the Chicago Bears on Wednesday. So then what did the Broncos go and do? They schedule an interview with Nathaniel Hackett on Monday that goes eight hours. And they have this whole thing about the plane being delayed. And and it seems like, you know, both sides are kind of driving their narratives to be like, hey, you know, I, I don't necessarily need the Broncos if you're Dan Quinn. And for the Broncos, they're like, I, I don't necessarily need Dan Quinn. You, you can't help but wonder, Cody, are all these things happening not by coincidence? You know, is this all just bargaining going on in the public eye? Who knows? But that's kind of my tinfoil hat theory on this whole deal. I, I kind of like it because, it, you know, the, the theory that we talk about in business all the time, right? Supply and demand. Right now, there is a demand for NFL head coaches and various teams have openings right now. The supply, however, you're really limited, I think, on real legitimate quality candidates. And I've seen many NFL people out there, media members as well, say this hasn't been a very good head coaching cycle. Even though there's so many openings, the quality of candidates isn't that vast right now. So, I mean, it's very interesting. Dan Quinn, probably the most ideal candidate for any of the head coaching jobs that is out there when we talk about experience alone. I agree with you. I mean. Maybe maybe this is the the Broncos and Quinn playing a little bit of game of tag, you know. And if I'm not mistaken, Sarah, I don't know. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I know that Vic Fangio still had time left on his contract before the Broncos mm. fired him. 
don't they still have to pay him for the remaining years on his deal? That also might be another thing that impacts some potential yeah. negotiations between the Broncos and whoever their next head coach will be. So for Dan Quinn, maybe this might be a little bit of game of tag that the Broncos are playing with him. And, you know, the domino could fall. I mean, while we're recording this podcast, we'll let you know if something happens while we're doing it. But ideally, the domino could fall if Dan Quinn suddenly accepts a job in Chicago, which there's been some reports that he's one of the two finalists there outside of Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. So I don't know, Sarah, it's getting a little dicey here, but then that would make things very interesting for the Denver Broncos and the next two candidates we're going to talk about as well is why is the hiring process taking so long? We're going to get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our friends over there at GetUpside. And ladies and gentlemen, you'll never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again with the free GetUpside app that you can download in the Google Play or App Store on the phone that you use. My listeners of Lockdown Broncos, they're earning cash back for every gallon of gas that they purchase every single time that they fill up and and they're doing it by using promo code touchdown. They get 25 up to 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank fill up cash back. And like I said, you never have to pay full price at the pump ever again. Get the cash back using get upside. Download the app for free. Use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making up to as 200 to $300 a year in cash back. And there is no catch. They make it very easy for you to cash out. It goes right into your account and you can cash out with your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card brand for Amazon or other brands. Just Download the free GetUpside app today. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, sirs, we jump into the second half action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, just want to say, hey, thank you so much, Broncos country, for making this podcast your first listen of the day. It means the world to both Sarah and myself, the type of interactions we get here on YouTube, also on Twitter, at Cody Work NFL, at Lockdown Broncos, at Sarah Bettinger. We appreciate all the discussion, all the discourse here as the Broncos enter the offseason and search for their brand new head coach. So the subject of today's show, as always, why is the hiring process taking longer than usual? We looked at Dan Quinn, maybe the Broncos, and he are playing a little bit of game of tag in terms of negotiation and leverage. But now we're going to focus on another guy here, and that's Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. There's a lot of discourse by Broncos country. Well, he doesn't call plays. It's all about the process, ladies and gentlemen. I know we can go, we can make it like five shows based on this alone, doing a deep dive as to why this is a narrative people need to kind of get away from here. But for Nathaniel Hackett, he has now had two long interviews with the organization. He had the first initial interview where the Broncos came out to him. And then on Monday, he came out and it wasn't a steakhouse. It wasn't Shanahan's or Elway's. It was tamales and margaritas so george payton darren moogie obviously going out there and so you know you have the tamales you have the margaritas you get on a flight you're gonna have a nice flight back home to green bay but they they had a lot of time to talk and kind of speak and get to know kind of where they're at there so really the second interview i think for the most part sir that'll probably be the final interview i don't think that you're going to progress to a third interview i think that the second interview is like okay hey we know everything we want to know about nathaniel hackett where does he sit right now in the Broncos thinking? I mean, we don't know. Right now it's wide open here. So when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett and maybe why the decision is taking too long, I've seen Broncos country throw out there. Well, if, if he's the guy, you don't let him leave. Well, I don't necessarily think that's always the case, but I understand the thinking. I do too. I do too, because you do wonder just your initial knee jerk reaction is to wonder like, okay, if you love the guy, you've now interviewed him twice. You've also had a chance now to sleep on it. And, and, and at this time of this recording, they've had a chance to sleep on it multiple times. So uh, you think about that and you think like, well, do they really just want to give all of these finalists like a fair shot at getting a second interview? Is that the way that Peyton's operating? Because if it is the way that he's operating, that kind of does make a little bit of sense. But on the other hand, to me, 
when I woke up to the report from Nine News Insider Mike Kliss, just that the Broncos are comfortable kind of waiting this out, to me, what does that say to me from the outside looking in? That says to me that you don't necessarily love anybody just yet to be able to put an offer out on the table. And of course, they can't necessarily do that for Kevin O'Connell. And so with Nathaniel Hackett specifically, you've met with him now for about 12 hours total. Is that is that accurate? I mean, they had a four-hour initial meeting, eight hours the second meeting. You've now met with him for 12 hours. You've picked his brain You've talked to him about everything there is to talk talk about and and potentially even some Aaron Rodgers discussion in there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they talk about. But what I do know is that they've met for an extremely, extremely long time. And to me, Cody, you just can't help but wonder, like if you were being pursued by a potential employer and you had multiple meetings with them that spanned the course of 12 hours and you hadn't got an offer at this point in time, how would you personally be feeling? Because I know for me, like, I would be wondering, like, well, like, what what the heck is going on, you know? And maybe they told him during those meetings, like, hey, just want to let you know, like, after this meeting, here's kind of our plan um, for what we're thinking and what we're doing. And that would be the, you know, the right thing to do. But I'm just kind of curious to know how you might feel, Cody, if that if you were in Hackett's shoes as a potential future employee of an organization like this, because to me, it's kind of odd. Uh, you know, I'm going to get a lot of gripe from this from listeners, probably. You know, my uh, my fiance watches The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. You know, we watch this new show called Too Hot to Handle. It's like these these dating shows, right? And it's all about the process of vetting who you want to be with, right? Uh, so I can't believe I'm making this analogy. So forgive me, Broncos country. You know, it happens. It happens. If you have a wife, you understand exactly what I'm talking about here. But the, the idea of courting somebody, right? It, and sometimes, as you mentioned, like for the Broncos, the rumor that we talked about earlier was that Dan Quinn was their top target, the top guy that they had in mind. And Ian Rappaport had even been candid saying, hey, they're going to take their time with it, but both of them, let's say, have interest in dancing. So it's almost like, do you want to maybe get with another candidate potentially to make the other one jealous or to force their hand to say, hey, commit to us and we'll commit to you? Or is this like this whole jealousy game that's going back and forth there? I think really the intrigue here between Dan, Dan Quinn and Nathaniel Hackett, I think it might be here. I mean, if we're reading the tea leaves here, Sarah, I think that might be something that is a realistic possibility. Now, it's wild to kind of think about, but for Nathaniel Hackett, I think for the Denver Broncos, you mentioned maybe there could have been some talk about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, the plan could be, and the conversation is, could you get Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you want to ask that type of question in a job interview because I think that there's so much unknown. I mean, it's all really predicated on what Aaron Rodgers has to do. So unless a guy like Nathaniel Hackett was like, I've talked with Aaron. Aaron said he'd be on board to come here. The organization is going to look at making that happen. Then I think that maybe there's that intrigue. But I think that's something that's very, very unrealistic to think about right now, right? Because it's just, there's so much unknown. There's uncertainty about it. And I know there was that report that came out about – Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver lady. That's just people trying to connect dots. There's no, there's no truth to that there. However, it would make sense in a sense for the fact the Packers, their cap situation to offset Adams and Rodgers. It would help them out cap wise. That's the only reason people are saying it, but that right now there's no real legitimacy to those talks as is because Aaron Rodgers future is currently undecided as is. Um, but yeah, if Hackett was the choice, why no offer at this point? I think it's a very intriguing prospect because you want to ask like, Hey, do you want me or not? Like if you don't want me, let me know. And I'm going to stay in green Bay and I'm going to continue to be the offensive coordinator because there's, no other jobs that are really right now calling for Nathaniel Hackett, which I think is also something that many people have kind of looked at in Broncos country. Like, hey, how come he's not being interviewed by other people? It's kind of a concern there. 
I know that's a talking point right now in Broncos country. So something to keep and monitor, you know, there, if you're a Broncos fan, I think it's very intriguing questions on both sides here, Sarah, a lot of great points that you presented, but there's another candidate too, that we're going to have to get into. And that's Kevin O'Connell. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at betterline.ag and betterline would like to wish you and yours a happy new betting year. As we continue our March to the playoffs and beyond as we approach the Super Bowl. BetOnline, they remain the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they have a brand-new updated desktop and mobile website where you can sign up today, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using our promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON, to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts. All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, the big question, what's taking the Denver Broncos so long to hire their next head coach? Kevin O'Connell is another subject we're going to talk about here today, the third finalist for the job, and someone that I've talked about as a dark horse candidate. You know, yesterday when we had the show, I said, hey, I'm kind of leaning towards O'Connell right now. I know you're a Hackett guy. But now let's focus on that. I mean, as time wears on, and if a guy like Dan Quinn is getting all this interest, particularly from Chicago, which if he does sign with Chicago, guess what? There's a two-man race between Hackett and O'Connell. I mean, does that start to make you think that maybe O'Connell might be the guy that the Broncos are really hoping to get through all of this, even though they can't interview him for a second time right now? Yeah, the longer it goes along, the the more you start to wonder: Is Kevin O'Connell the the favored the favored candidate in Denver? And I had a good good friend, Eric you know, messaging me, he's messaging me daily kind of about this whole situation. And he brought up a good point that I, I I thought was really intriguing. You know, we talk about George Payton's top traits that he's looking for. The number one thing that he said is what? Leadership. And so yeah. if that's the case, Kevin O'Connell being a four-time captain at San Diego State is something that I don't think can be overlooked. I mean, you don't get captainship on a college football team just because you play the quarterback position you get voted into that position by your peers or by your coaches or whomever so I feel like that's that speaks volumes the fact that he was a captain as a freshman is pretty interesting to me but not just as a freshman all four years that he was the you know playing there is really intriguing and again we bring up the connection to Darren Moogie that can't be overstated if it was let's just say I was on a hiring committee for an NFL team and and Cody Rourke you know he he becomes part of the interview process who am I banging the table for? Banging the table for my guy, the guy that I was, you know, throwing and catching passes with in college. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that can't be overstated in this. Who do you, I mean, if he's George Payton's number two in the front office, who do you think he's going to be talking about all the time? He played with this guy. He, he might've been even roommates with this guy. Who knows? He, but he knows him extremely well. And the fact that he has that kind of relationship with him, also, the fact that we, we talk about this Sean McVay tree and how it's expanding and, and, and Kevin O'Connell's experience, not only with Sean McVay, but with, you know, a ton of different coaches going back to his days at Washington, back to his time as a player with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. I mean, all of these different things are adding up to the point that you almost start to wonder, like, man, is he not just the dark horse or is he the guy that they've kind of liked all along quietly? So the longer this drags out, the, the fact that Hackett and Quinn don't have offers on the table that we know of at this point, the longer it drags on, Cody, the more I start to wonder, is Kevin O'Connell actually their guy? 
It makes me wonder about George Payton, right? Because remember the NFL draft process? We heard nothing about Patrick Sertan from the Denver Broncos. Like, nothing at all. Like, George Payton didn't want any of that to get out. It, it was crazy enough that through the 10 candidates that the Broncos had, Sarah, going through the list. I mean, we were talking about, you and I both mentioned it exclusively when we were talking about all the potential candidates. You and I both made Brian Callahan and Kevin O'Connell like these dark horse. Are these the hidden gems here in the interview process? And the more I think about it, the less we hear about the Broncos and Kevin O'Connell, even though he's a finalist, the more I tend to believe that he might be the guy, which look, Broncos country, I'm on board with. I'm excited about maybe Kevin O'Connell. And I understand, look, I think the emphasis for O'Connell would be a leader, but also a heavy focus on the offensive side of the ball. And maybe what he can do with maybe a uh, franchise quarterback that maybe comes along by a trade or like if the Broncos still keep Drew Locke on the roster, which is the plan right now. I know that Broncos country is like what Drew Locke has done. The Broncos have plans for Drew Locke. George Payton is not just giving rid of, getting rid of Drew Locke just because they may pursue another guy. Drew Locke may be the backup for this football team, and it may not just be for this year, maybe for years to come potentially if that's in fact what he wants and obviously representation is there. There is a thought process there. Maybe he might transition to eventually be the guy. More time, more development, who knows? But maybe O'Connell might be the guy here that if the Broncos, let's say they miss out on a franchise guy via Trey like a Russell or an Aaron Rodgers, and let's say they have Drew Locke on the roster, but they also look to this year's NFL draft, maybe there is that focus on quarterback development, which you would get, in my opinion, I think you'd firmly get that with a guy like O'Connell. So I think the, the less noise that the Broncos make about somebody Maybe heating things up for that person. I it just that's just my speculation here on lockdown Broncos. I don't know, but Sarah, I could definitely see that being a possibility. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? And obviously, Broncos country, what do you think about that? Let us know in the comments section down below. I think there's a very strong potential of that, Cody. I really do. I, even just as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm almost talking to myself into it, and, and you're talking me into this this idea <laughs> that he could be the best possible option. I mean. Look, I keep referencing back to the episode that we did around Christmas time when we talked about what is the ideal head coach candidate look like. Kevin O'Connell represents so many of those qualities that you do look for. Not only has he worked for a very impressive coaching tree, but he's also played for the best of the best. He played, you know, right behind the best of the best. I'm sure Tom Brady is just a text away from him. And not to mention, he's still very, very young. He's a young guy, right? And so, like, that that also appeals, like, all of these different things really appeal. And for John Elway, you got to love the fact, I mean, he's a 6'5 QB. I know that's the running joke with John Elway. He loves tall <laughs> QBs. So, I mean, John Elway would love it, I'm sure. But in all seriousness, man, it, it does seem like, you know, the, the quieter they are about this potential move, the more likely it almost seems to me. Are we, are we saying here Tom Brady to Denver? Like, there's a lot of uncertainty about his future. He could be leaving Tampa Bay. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But obviously, we know who he was referencing when he said, like, they're keeping that mf -er. They're talking about Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee when Tom Brady was initially available. But maybe that's what they were talking about after the uh, the NFC Divisional round. And they were like, hey, you know, I, I got this interview with Denver. You know, keep keep me posted. Maybe that's a conversation that happened. I know Broncos country would flip. They wouldn't want it. I understand that. But look, uh, you know, the guy like Brady, what he's able to do, he would elevate uh, the Broncos in a big way. Not saying that, but how crazy would that be to have Tom Brady in a Broncos uniform to end his career? How nuts would that be? That's wild. Broncos country, I'm just throwing something out there for fun. Don't come at me. Don't get pissed at me. I'm just joking. If that were to happen, it'd be crazy. We could revisit it, but I'm not being serious there. Outside of that Broncos country, I am serious about saying that, hey, we love you. We appreciate you, and we thank you so much, the Broncos fan base, for being able to come here, interact with us, tune in every single day to hear Sarah and I talk Broncos football, to share your thoughts here on this podcasting platform. It means the world to both Sarah and I to be able to interact with all of you to give you a voice here on this platform we appreciate all the
the respectful discourse that does go on here in the comment section on YouTube. Lockdown Broncos, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, hit that thumbs up button if you like this video as well. We'll continue to pop out more daily Denver Broncos news content coverage all year long, courtesy of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And hey, maybe by the next time we're sitting down to report, maybe the Broncos have some more news, more traction in their head coaching search. With that said, I'm Cody Orch speaking for my good friend Sarah Benninger. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.